We have a dream. We have a voice. This is the Anchor Nation. The Anchor Nation. The Anchor Nation. The Anchor Nation. Hi, I'm your host, Kevin Touch, and we are the, the Anchor, Anchor Nation. Nation. Hello, Anchor Nation. This is Kevin Touch, the host of the Anchor Nation Community Radio. I'm back with another episode of the Anchor Nation podcast, episode 57 with Stevie Dub. Stevie definitely is a great guy to talk to, like, very easy going. He came from a hard-working background with his family into the music space. I want to say industry because he, he calls himself a great rapper. And judging by his SoundCloud and all his work he's put out, Rejuvenated was one of the greatest songs I've heard uh, by independent artists now on this show out of all the musicians I've interviewed. And there's more to come. So I can't wait for the future for that. But for Stevie, the one message I got from him is just have that energy up. He's an energetic and charismatic guy. I appreciate his time. Enjoy. Hello, Anchor Nation. This is Kevin Touch, the host of Anchor Nation Community Radio, and we're back with another episode of the Anchor Nation podcast, episode 57 with Stevie Dub. And without further ado, I'm going to let Stevie introduce himself. Hey, guys. How's it going? My name is uh, Stevie Dub. I am a hip-hop artist uh, as well as a brand ambassador for 7%er clothing line, and a motivational speaker from Los Angeles, California. Awesome, Stevie. Welcome to the show. Appreciate your time. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. All right, so question one. Who told you about Anchor? Who told me about Anchor? Um, I think I first heard about it from a friend of mine named Mike Thorpe. I could be wrong about that, but mm-hmm. um, he's the one who really drove it home for me and and inspired me to get my own, uh, you know, to sign up for Anchor and start start sending them off. Right, kind of document your dur- journey into the hip-hop artist world. And that's a great segue into question, too. What right. is your mission as a recording artist, and what are some tasks you do every day? Uh, I think that, you know, my mission is to just be able to give people quality music and uh, send out a message of, you know, um, we're all human. I'm, sh- I'm sharing my story and hoping that there's an individual – Right. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're a male or female that can resonate with the words that I'm saying and 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 in hopes that my words help inspire others and you know help people get through tough times or good times or you know just I just want people to listen to my music and enjoy it and in order for me to uh get to that I feel like every single day you have to work toward it so whether that's writing or thinking about content in terms of for a single or for my mixtape or recording, no, no, uh, no two days are really the same in Stevie Dev's world. Right. right. That's a good point. How you have to just impact and leave a legacy behind of the positive music. Just a real quick follow-up question. Is there any one album in particular you've written or you've recorded on a stage that you really felt some passion there? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, each, each one of my albums is like its own entity. Each one of them is like my child. Passion which I love, you know, equally, but in separate ways. But one album in particular uh, I released in 2015, which is actually the last solo album that I've released since then. I've just put out a lot of singles and I'm currently about to drop two projects. We could talk about that later. But uh, yeah, there's a there's there's a that album is great. And then one song in particular that's very motivational is called Can't Stop. And this is a song that a school in Inglewood, California, has used as their fifth grade graduation song for about three years and wow. video on my YouTube channel with me. And I, sh- I went to the school and I shot a music video at the school 
with a lot of kids there. The song is called Can't Stop. Um, and all the schools that I went to then, then on after that I've done motivational speeches at, I've performed that song or at least showed it to the kids. And so it's a big hit when it comes to me going to schools and presenting it as a whole package within the, uh, the speech that I give to the kids. That's a great point though, because it can't stop. an important message when no matter what you do in life and no matter what happens, you can't stop. You got to push forward, keep moving and good things will come along. That's right. I agree. 100%. Question three. This is actually a good segue. What is one event either at a school or just a big concert you played at that really left you with the takeaway or message of how awesome life and professional and your profession can be. The last show that I had was at, um, it was in Minnesota. It was in Mankato, Minnesota. And I opened up for Juicy J. And uh, that was on January 28th, 27th, 26th, one of those days. The, after that show, it just really showed me uh, how grateful I should be for, you know, the talent that I was given and how blessed right. I truly am. The The show was incredible. Uh, the promoters and everybody that put on the show took care of us. Um, my family got to come because my family lives in Wisconsin, which is the state next to Minnesota. And, uh, yeah, I mean, none of my family or friends that, you know, my manager that I came with have ever been to that city in Minnesota. And for the first time ever, I got to go to a, a city that I've never been to and performed at it. And I got to see my family, my mother and my brothers. And, and uh, you know, so I'm I'm grateful for that. Very grateful for that. Well, family homecoming and perform a show. It's great that you had that opportunity to perform with your home fans, the home crowd. Yeah, man. And, and, and the show was, uh, the show was pretty damn great. I have a lot of video footage of it on my YouTube and on my Instagram and everything. If you want to check it out. That's awesome. Man. That for sure. We'll definitely promote that. And question for, we know we talked a little bit about overcoming. What are some things you have had to overcome when first starting out in the music industry and then building your presence now in the music industry? Um, well, it's kind of like a, for me, it's, there's different, there's been different time periods where I feel like I had to overcome different things in the, in the beginning, when I still lived in Wisconsin, it was a lot different than being in California. The, the things that we had to deal with are different, but they're also similar. Like, of course, you know, there's going to be those people out there that just don't, you know, it doesn't matter what you put out. doesn't matter if it's a good message. They're just not going to like it. They're going to find something to hate on about it which is okay. You know, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. But when I was younger and when I was first starting music, I feel like it it used to bother me a lot more than it does now. Um, Where, because, you know, I was in my hometown and I was doing something different that other people hadn't done. And I feel like because of that reason, a lot of people hated just because they didn't have shit else to do. And uh, so that used to bug me a lot, me and my boys, when we were growing up making music, because you know, we were doing a good thing. We were giving kids and people something to do on a Saturday night instead of going out and drinking. And then here we were in high school walking through the hallways and people would be tearing down our posters and throwing them in like the urinals and in the toilets and stuff. So, you know, that, that sucked. But, uh, you know, since then I've overcome it. But since I've been in Los Angeles, um, I think it's, uh, the difference is that, of course, you know, you're still dealing with that, but more so now it's one of those things where, I have to continue to mm-hmm. put the puzzle pieces together in terms of like growing the team and making sure that everybody's on the same page and just, you know, it, it can, it's easy to get discouraged, but it's also very easy to be inspired because, and I say that because there's so many artists that are out 
so many people are doing so much stuff. So for some, that could be, you know, discouraging because you're like, damn, like, when am I ever going to get my opportunity? But for me, I look at it like there's so many opportunities out there, not just for me, but for so many other people. So, uh, yeah, man, I mean, just just a little bit of, you know, a difference, I guess I, I would just say kind of just keeping everybody on the same page has been like one of the uh, one of the challenging tasks probably as being a musician and kind of being the centerpiece or the nucleus to everything that I have going on, just keeping everybody involved and you know everybody on the team and the schedules and and uh yeah man no two days are the same as stevie dub's world (laughs) (laughs) no that's important how you kind of had that hate in the beginning and of course everyone gets discouraged at the start but as you kind of grow with it you kind of see it you kind of saw what everything was going on it became natural and you kept focusing on yourself and and every two days are different so it's good that you kept you kept on and kept developing yourself as well Definitely. Perseverance, man. I, I, I truly believe in that for all of us, man. I mean, including yourself, you are somebody who I found, you know, on anchor. I think it's because you, you reached out to me or you left a message on mine. I, I, I don't remember exactly how it was, but right. you know, I went to your page and everything afterwards and I was like, damn, like this dude is serious. Like he's really serious about, you know, anchor, like literally he is like the anchor nation. So you, you understand just as much as I do, you know, from artist to creator, and vice versa, that it's all about perseverance and continuing to go and not worrying about the numbers or what other people right. have to say. It's like, you know, um, we're going to get to where we want to get to eventually in due time. And throughout the process, we just have to continue to love it and create. That's it. The creator's mentality, just love it, be persistent, be consistent, and good things will follow. There you go. 100%. I agree. And question five, speaking of percent, what is the goal and backstory behind the 7% brand? <laughs> Uh, the, uh, the, I think, you know, the goal with 7%er is to help out as many people as we can, um, eventually turn our nonprofit into a bigger nonprofit, uh, continue to give back to schools. We've given scholarships, you know, scholarship money to schools in need in, in South Central LA and in Brooklyn. Um, we're looking to do the same in Wisconsin as well as Chicago, where my manager grew up. And right now we have a collab hoodie out with RTHL where all the proceeds are going toward random acts of kindness. So, you know, eventually we want to grow the business, uh, make the nonprofit bigger to where we're doing more things in the sports world as well, whether that be like uniforms for kids or sponsoring NFL players or basketball players or whatever. But it's going to always be centered around, you know, inspiring others because it's about seven percenter is the 7% or the small amount of people in the world that have a goal and a dream and they help inspire others along the way. And I don't just consider people in rap or in the music industry for that matter, 7%ers. Like you're a 7%er because you work hard and you're, you know, you have the anchor nation and you take the time out of your busy schedule every single day or every other day or once a week or once every other week to interview people and to just kind of be involved and help inspire others. Like me waking up, early after being in the studio last night late to do this podcast was inspiring for me. Like I had, of course, you know, I was right. going to wake up regardless, but it just gives me a reason to get up and be excited. And that's what seven percenter is ultimately all about. I like that message, how it's the, it's the seven percent out there who want to do things and to have the inspiration and, and be creative and be persistent and go out and do the things that you might think are normal, but they're extraordinary in the long run. That's great that you're helping with the random acts of kindness and kids and, even the sports world too. Gives, Thank you, gives, man. You, gives you more diversity. Yeah. I mean, every single year we do, this is actually our seventh year in a row doing 
um, there's a place in Los Angeles called Skid Row. It's a community of homeless people. It's like a couple blocks deep. And starting, <clears throat> excuse me, starting the day after Thanksgiving, uh, myself and the team, we start to take donations from people, whether that be blankets, clothes, shoes, pillows, underwear, you know, whatever the case may be. And we, the Saturday before Christmas, we load up a U-Haul truck. And this year we had to get a huge U-Haul truck and we go down there and we feed and we give back to the homeless. And that's something that we do every single year through seven percenter. That's like our big, other than our fashion show that we have during spring or summertime, those two are main two uh, events every single year. This year has been crazy, you know, thus far already. We've been, we've had the opportunity to sponsor some great events and, uh, give some money back to some schools and we're you know planning this year's the holiday hookup event which is what i just told you about which what we do which is what we do every every uh september right. excuse me december but yeah man i mean it's just uh you know it's just a we're a bunch of positive individuals that didn't come from a lot and we want to do and play our part and our role in helping inspire people and give back and let them know like dude like you are somebody, you are doing something like you are just as important as the next guy who has 50,000, a hundred thousand followers. Even if you only have a hundred or 50 followers, like your voice is just as important as theirs. Right. So it's the collaborative effort and the things you're doing with the donations. It's good that at the end, at the end of the day, although you started small through the small, humble beginnings, you still maintain those small, humble beginnings throughout and give the voice to the other person who may only have one follower, but that one follower can, it can mean something in the long run. It's great. Yeah, no, definitely. <clears throat> I agree. So, question six, what are some things that motivate you to pursue all the dreams and how has your support system and your family just stood by you through thick and thin? Um, family's always been great. Family's always stuck with me. My mom is like my number one fan. Um, all my friends are very supportive. My brothers and sisters are supportive. My dad, uh, my friends, everybody. Um, what was the first half of the question? Sorry. It's all good. Uh, what are some things that you just say or do that motivate you to get through things? Um, you know, I try to do my best to keep a positive outlook on things, but I'm also, you know, self-aware. I have self, you know, I'm aware enough to know that not every day is going to be the happiest day on earth. Like I'm not always going to, you know, some days are going to be better than others, but I just do my best to stay in the mix of what I need to be doing to keep me inspired in terms of state. I need to go out and be involved and around the industry and around the community, which is no different from anybody else. Like if you want to be a basketball player, take your ass to the gym, you know? So right, right. For me as a rapper, if I don't feel like I'm being inspired, that just means to me that I'm ultimately not putting myself around the environment that I need to be around more, more so. So something needs to change. But, you know, like I said, I also have other things in my life that I enjoy doing that help me, you know, that help inspire me, listening to podcasts, um, reading books, um, you know, going out just in nature and, and just going on like little mini trips. Like every once in a while, you know, I don't, you know, it's not all music 24-7. Uh, pretty damn right. pretty damn close because I have my phone on me all the time and it's like I'm always doing something on there but like you know example one thing that I did in December was I took a trip to Yosemite and I didn't really have that great of cell service and it was amazing man I enjoyed myself it was a great like you know it was a great way for me to kind of go over there and recharge and rebalance myself step away from music and it helps out with the creativity and so yeah man I'm kind of all over the place I do a little bit of everything and I try not to like I try not to overkill it when it comes to like 
music, 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 because, you know, everybody, I feel like, needs to find that balance. Absolutely. I think it's a great point how you took a little bit of time for yourself, took a little relaxing, stood away from either the music or technology. You felt recharged, got your thing going. And like you said, every day we'll have different days. Some will be better, some will be worse, but those hard days definitely keep pursuing and it'll be worth it at the end of the day. And of course, your family with your mom being a big supporter, that always helps. Yeah, man. Mom's always, <laughs> she's always been like that. She's always been number one. Um, you know, I just, I love her to death. And any, and all my other brothers and sisters and everything else, you know, they've, um, I have a great support system around me and I'm blessed. Absolutely. Family forever, for sure. And now question seven, I know since you're a motivational speaker, what are some motivate, uh, what are some advantages you have being a motivational speaker that help you with your music performances? I could imagine definitely the energy is definitely up with the performances. Uh, yeah, it was almost one of those things. So let me tell you the story. When I was in high school, I had to take a public speaking class. And believe it or not, I wasn't always the most like outgoing and comfortable. You know, I wasn't always the most comfortable when it came to performing and talking in front of people. And if it wasn't for me taking a public speaking class, my senior year in high school, I probably wouldn't have been as, you know, good at performing and doing performances as right. I am, you know, I, I got, I got lucky in that aspect. So I think that they both complement one another and they're, but they, but they're two different, you know, they're definitely two different entities, like performing to me personally, performing on stage is one of those things that I'm like very comfortable with. Cause I'm just kind of like, yo, this is, this is, this is what I do. This is who right. I am type deal. And when I go do motivational speeches, I feel like I, I honestly have to prepare more for those than my shows because I'm speaking about certain things and I have to hit certain pinpoints and, you know, go slide to slide whenever I'm talking to these guys, uh, talking to the kids or whatever. But music is just kind of like one of those things when I get on stage, like between, well, not between me and you, because this is going to go public. I don't really rehearse very much when it comes to my music. I just visualize it and I feel like I just get my songs ready. And as I'm on my way to the venue or maybe sometimes the night before, just to make sure that I'm, you know, prime and ready, I'll go over my stuff, whether that's just listening to it and rapping it. But I don't know, man, I've always been the type of artist who really didn't need, I don't know if this sounds arrogant or whatever, but I didn't, I don't feel like I ever really needed to do a sound check. I really needed to do a lot of things because it was just one of those things that just came natural for me. Like you gave me the mic. I know what order I'm doing my stuff in. I know I'm, I know how I'm going to transition from song two to three to four to five. And just let me get up there and do my thing. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely. You know, I think it's a great point, though. It's not really arrogant. It comes off as you're confident, but you also had that ability, and you were given that, and you're taking advantage of, it, which is great. I guess just a quick follow-up question: Do you think just visualizing things more rather than doing all these sound checks and rehearsing, it gives you less time to overthink and just it just in the heat of the moment and go for it? Yeah, I think so. For me personally, I don't know if it works. You know, other people need it. I've seen a lot of artists that, you know, I've been around that need to go do sound check or they, for me, I think that I've been blessed with, I have a very good rap voice and it's, yeah, you do. thank you. I've been told that by many people and I, and I feel like that about myself and it's, 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 it, it corresponds with my uh, live performances and my performances in the studio. It doesn't take me three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 20 takes to record a verse or do, you know, to record my vocals. Like 
you're lucky to get me in there recording a song longer than an hour. That's a full song. I mean, the chorus, the doubles, the ad-libs, the verses, however many there is on the song. It does not take me very long to do it. So I feel like because it doesn't take me very long to record music, it also doesn't take me very long to memorize what I'm doing. And it doesn't take me, you know, much. I don't need that much when I get on stage. Like as long as, as long as the, the, the microphone is turned up and you can hear me, there you go. then I'm good. The only problem that I'll ever have is if the mic is too loud because my voice is so dominant, it may come off like overpowering, but like, that's just as simple as me turning around and looking at the DJ and moving the mic away and saying, Hey, turn it down for a second. And then just going, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Sometimes you just have those moments where I got this, you don't need the sounds. And, and it's great that you did it. You just, you just go for it and great things turn out. Energy is up. And the concert is great, or the event you're going on as well. Yeah, man. I mean, it's just uh, I've I've been performing for this is my this is my tenth tenth year making music. <clears throat> so I've wow. literally been performing now for ten years of my life, and and I and, and when I started doing, you know, when I started making music my senior year, it wasn't one of those things where we did it mediocre. I'm not trying to sound like a dickhead or or, or a big I should say like a big head or or cocky when I say this, but we i moved this is a crazy story so try to bear with me real quick i'll give you an overview of what happened here so like i was i went to this school from like fifth grade to about my sophomore year and then my sophomore year i ended up moving from wisconsin and i spent my junior year of high school in california which was in 2008 which is when i started doing music when i was exposed to a whole new culture when i lived when i moved to california all through the time, you know, I spent my whole junior year in high school out in California and I learned how to like write music or I, at least I should say I started because nobody taught me how to do it. Uh, I started by freestyling first and then I started writing music. Then on, a, you know, fast forward to the beginning of my senior year, I ended up moving back to Wisconsin to graduate with my friends. And when I graduated and went back, my best friend uh, invested in studio equipment and live stuff and lights and speakers for live shows. So not only did we record four albums my senior year that had at least 15 to 17 records on them, we also took the time to set up our own shows around the areas that we grew up in, in different cities. And we were doing that our whole senior year, like every weekend for quite some time and then moved to California and, you know, it just continued. So uh, performing has just been one of those things that's been my strong point because it's always been part of my job and I've, and I've done my best to try and stay consistent when it came to booking shows and doing things like that, just to make sure I was always, all, all, excuse me, I'm always ready. Cause you just never know when somebody's right. going to call your number and say, yo, we need you. Like, can you perform tomorrow at this, 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 and you you just have to be ready. Right. I think, I think being prepared is half the battle. If you had the preparation you have the investment, you have the time and taking those chances, like moving to California for your junior and come back to your senior, your body buy studio equipment. And now you have this massive, it seems right. You know, when you're at that age, it seems massive, but in reality, since you've been used to it, it took it like a comfortable in your own skin type mentality and handled it in stride, which is awesome. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, it just kind of goes back to like perseverance. Like we were talking about before, we just knew that nobody was going to teach us how to do these things. And we just had to do it ourselves. And, all my buddies have that DIY mentality, that do-it-yourself mentality around me where it's just like, if you don't know something or you want to learn something, then figure it out. Like, you know, like there's so many, 
there's so many, you know, we have Google now, like you can Google everything, you can YouTube right. everything, like you got just figure it out. You know what I mean? Just there's no there's no such thing as like being defeated. Like you just didn't try hard enough to get whatever it was figured out that you're trying to figure out. So I'm, you know, like I said, I'm happy to have these people around me. And that's the mentality that we all carry, um, that we all carry around us. Absolutely. I think it's a great point that with all the resources and technology, with all the things you can do it yourself mentality, all the things you can do, you really can't lose if you try a hundred percent and you just do a little outside research. It'll get a long way for sure. Yeah, no, I agree. One hundred percent. So question eight, how is documenting your journey through social media helped you put insight in your journey of helping you and others develop together? Oh, wow. That's a great question. Um, man, I think that not just for me, but for everybody else, when you put yourself out there and you're vulnerable enough to show people like the good, the bad, the ugly, like, Hey, I may not have everything figured out or just right. like your journey and who you are and your personality. It helps out a tremendous amount. I give you, you know, what I've been telling everybody over the last year was this. I said, 2017 was a great year for me. And not because I released a bunch of music, because honestly, I didn't. I released less than five songs probably the whole entire year of 2017. But I feel like my brand and I feel like my voice was heard more because I was more vulnerable and I was out there a lot more on the video side documenting my journey. And I feel like I collaborated more in different ways such as this and other podcasts mm -hmm. more than I ever have ever before because I put my personality out there and I was vulnerable enough to say, Hey, this is who I am. This is what I do. And was able to connect with so many people online just because I was saying, Hey, I'm an artist. This is what I'm doing today. And, you know, I just think that, Everybody should be doing this, especially if you, you know, if, if, if you want to collaborate and, and, or even if you don't want to collaborate and you want to just kind of learn how to jump out of your comfort zone, you just never know how many people are out there that are willing to like collaborate or talk. Like example, you and I, we spoke about doing this right now, like months ago, you know? Right. Right. So we've been connected now for a while and here we are doing it. And so many connections i made so many connections online just because i'm showing you know sharing my journey and for me it's cool because everybody needs music to use for their youtube page or their podcast or whatever so you know just my way of saying thanks is like hey if you want to use one of my songs for your podcast or for your youtube channel like go ahead like it's the least i could do and you know it's the least i could do to say thank you for like giving me a like or commenting on my stuff or sharing my stuff on Twitter or wherever the case may be. So <clears throat> I encourage everybody, man, get out there, share your story. Everybody has a beautiful story to share. There's something unique about all of us and just, you know, don't be shy. And if you're, and if your content sucks at first, who cares? Like you're going to grow and learn, you know? Absolutely. It's, it's that first attempt, that first attempt you make. It may be, it may be the most scary and most outside your comfort zone, but at the end of the day, you try, you keep doing your thing. It's great. And I guess the, the one thing I can kind of face off, it's the same way with kind of me, because we all have the same mentality of, okay, I, I didn't, I didn't was on social media last year until a certain point, And we started to grow. I think growing and learning and developing are three things you need to learn. And then you'll start finding things and finding your voice. And, and it's the behind the scenes stuff, not really so much the music side, but just learning and growing and having personal development take over. It's a great thing. Yeah, man. No, I agree. Um, a hundred percent for me personally, it's like, it's been reading and, and 
just being open to new things and new people. I think that that was what was great for me was I'm sure you're, are you familiar with everybody like in the Twitter fam? Uh, no, but, but that, definitely if you can insight on that, would be great. Um, all right. Well, long story short, last September, um, you know, Ashley catch correct? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So Ash catch had a video and our buddy, Mike Thorpe, he, um, did what he had to do with his network on Twitter in terms of when I say did what he had to do. I mean, he reached out to people that he knows in his network and was like, Hey, there's a girl who did this Gary V uh, parody video. I would love to help, you know, get this out there and, and share it. And, um, just, I don't remember exactly how it was that I got involved in this whole thing, but somehow through like looking up like Gary V hashtags or whatever, I ended up befriending, um, you know, becoming friends with both of these two. And then they added me to a group chat on Twitter of like 45 different people that are all creative individuals, photographers, videographers, YouTubers, musicians, whatever. And, um, you know, just through that, we, I was just able to, you know, just make a lot of, a lot of connections and, just going back to what you're saying, it's like, if you don't give yourself the opportunity to, to, to get out there and meet new people then I just, I don't know. I just feel like you're doing yourself like a disservice. No, you're absolutely right. And another thing is if you don't try, you'll never know the end result. I right. think it's important just to just try and you never know where it could lead to. It could lead to something like this, or it could, it could even lead to something small, a lead. It's like a job. We can lead to something small and then the bigger fish could be thrown out when you put the work and you put the grind into it. Yeah, man, you just you just never know, man. So I mean, I was just blessed. Um, but let's go back real quick. What, what was the initial question that you asked? Oh, love it. Uh, oh, how is I just document your journey through social media helps you put insight on your journey? Okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So we 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 just we just went on a whole tangent about all this stuff. But yeah, man. So like, what I was like with the Twitter fam stuff. I, my point in saying all that was just that like that alone just showed me how crazy it is. And how you can really have a huge network of people and that you can really get your stuff out there and ha- by helping other people as well, just through social media. Because now, every single day I have new people. Like, I'm pretty sure that I met you. I don't know if I met you through those guys or you just came across my channel and hit me up or exactly how it worked. But there's right. so many individuals that I've met on Twitter through the Twitter fam, which is just a group of creative individuals that I've, that I've collaborated with through podcasts that have used my music for their YouTube channels and all of us are actually meeting, not all of us, but a majority of the people that are in the Twitter fam is what we call ourselves is like a group of, you know, the community on Twitter. We're meeting in Anaheim, California in June for VidCon. It's going to be an amazing experience, man, for all of us to meet each other. I've had the opportunity to meet some of these people already that have been on the West coast or that have been visiting, but this is just, you know, like I said, this just goes to show like, you documenting your story and just being open about who you are and being yourself can ultimately open up doors for you to meet other individuals that like what you're doing, resonate with what you have going on, or just simply want to support you and vice versa. That's it. You, you, opening up. I think that's a great word you mentioned because when you open up and you see someone's story, you take time out of the day to do that. It, it can be just two seconds. It could be impacting though. And I think any time period you take to document is a winning move. I agree. The question this is more of a fun question. If you had the opportunity to, to tour or play an event with one artist, either dead or alive, who would it be and why? Oh, man. Whew. If I had to do a tour with one artist, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Man. Um, 
Damn. That's a great question, and I don't have an answer for you at this very moment. Give me uh, give me 10 seconds, and I'll, let me try to brainstorm and think about this. Yeah, go for it. Oh, man. I could say so many different artists. I would have, I mean, th- this would have been a good experience for me. Um, and this is probably me more so answering this question as like a fan. But um, when Eminem, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg and everybody went on, I think it was called the Up and Smoke Tour uh, in the early, late 90s or early 2000s. I feel like that would have just been a crazy time crazy period. Mix. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, I could, I'm just, I'm over here thinking about like Michael Jackson and all these other people though, that I could be saying, but like that tour, I just, I just think that it hits me a lot because I remember watching the, the VHS uh, back when there were such things as VHSs. Um, and I remember watching the whole tour like on VHS and how nuts it was. This is before I did music before I was, I was always in fa- I was always infatuated with music, but I wasn't a <clears throat> musician at this time. I was young, and I just their whole setup. The stage was crazy. They had a, a a video reel that showed before they came on stage of like Dr. Dre and and Snoop being in a in a store, and then the stage was set up like the store. So they go there, and then I guess something happens where like a robbery or something gets committed and then they leave the store. And when they leave the store, it's them walking out onto the stage. So, I mean, I'm just a big fan of artists that set up like, you know, just they set up the stage and they make it like a whole play almost. And I feel like that's one of those lost arts nowadays. When I go to shows, it's just really like a backdrop and the DJ, which is understandable in terms of like for the budget. But yeah, to simply answer the question that probably that, that would be the tour that I would, that I would love to go on and I would love to go on to, I would love to be on the stage with Eminem. I think it would be insane. Yeah. It's that tour that more of the, the real stuff. It was just more of the, not so much with the technology. They made most of what they had and to collaborate with Eminem Snoop and all those guys that, that would be a, like not only a dream come true, but you can, you can kind of learn from them too. It has a mentor, just learn something they do or some tr- tip or trick about the music industry. And you can apply to them too, to your music. Yeah, no, I agree. 100%. It would be, uh, like I said, man, it'd be an incredible experience. Oh, for sure, for sure. And question 10, this is more of the five years we're thinking ahead. What is your goals in the next five years, whether it be the 7% brand, your music, Anchor, or just anything you want to say in general? Well, definitely for 7%, like I said, is to give back to more schools and grow more so into the sports world. Uh, for music, I'm beefing up my catalog on all like major, major music platforms and uh you know i would say tour more more visuals for everybody but ultimately my goal with music is to just to be able to create a life uh of you know financial freedom and be able to do what i want <clears throat> solely off of my music and tour the world with my friends like to just keep it simple you know i could sit down and break that down in every single way but just build my you know continuing to build my my content catalog which is going to help me continue to build my fan base, you know, go on tour and meet my fans and do that all with my friends and continue to grow the business on the, you know, the, um, the on the sports end and seven percenter. And, and uh, yeah, man, I mean, we got, we got big plans. We got big goals with everything. And from a personal level, I just want to continue to uh, have, you know, great people around me and make sure that my health is right and stay in shape and travel and, 
just do everything that I have to do in terms of, uh, you know, music and seven percenter to make my goals align up with everything else that I have planned to do. That's right. And staying humble through it all and making things happen through your health, make sure your body's right. Make sure you connect with your fans and just try your best to get that financial freedom to make it happen and just keep grinding. That's it. Yeah. hundred percent. That's what it's all about. And question 11, what is one thing, our final question, what would you like to tell the Anchor Nation that they may not know about you? And it could be a fun fact. (laughs) Fun fact that they may not know about me, at least on this platform, I am actually a huge WWE fan. (laughs) There you go. There you go. (laughs) Who's your uh, favorite wrestler before we head out? Of all time or like right now? Uh, Or or, all time or right now? That'd be be good. Um, Right now, I think that my favorite – My favorite wrestler that's out there probably have to be uh now let's just go with all time. I can't I can't give away the gems. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My all my all time favorite wrestler, I'm a huge fan of Triple H. I like Triple H a lot for many different reasons. I think that he does an incredible job. But my current favorite wrestler is probably AJ Styles. Love him. His in his in ring work is incredible. He's a humble cat. He deserves to be where he's at. I don't know if you're a wrestling fan, if you know who I'm talking about right now at all, but like <laughs> No, that's, I, that's all good. AJ Styles, if you're listening, Stevie Dunn's your man. There you go. <laughs> anyway, thank you for Stevie Dunn for coming on the show. Appreciate his time. But before we go, Steve, you like to DM your social media so people can find you? That's right. Everything across the board is at Stevie Dub. So that's S-T-E-V-I-E-D-U-B. And if you guys want to check out the merchandise, you guys can visit 7percenter.com and, and go check out the gear right there. There you go. Thank you, Stevie, once again for the time. Thank you, and Anchorland, for, as always, giving undivided attention and listening again. Stevie, pleasure, man. Thank you. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you. Have a good one. Hi, Anchor Nation. This is Kevin Touch of Anchor Nation Community Radio, and I'd like to say thank you for listening to the Anchor Nation podcast. If you'd like to book an interview or DM me on Instagram, follow me at the Anchor Nation. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, it is also under the Anchor Nation. Thank you for listening, and enjoy.